Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and moneroafinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Humans, and welcome to another episode of Mickey Dodes Podcast. I am so happy to be able to say that. Chuck, when was the last time I hosted? Uh, I believe it was Ought 2. The leaves had just changed. Uh, Mark Twain had just released a new book. Lousy smarts weather. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm experiencing right now. It's yes. still snowing. Well, it's... Uh... I am your host coming to you from beautiful Bay Lake in the sunny state of Florida, right around the corner from Walt Disney World. And the reason why I'm hosting is because Debbie was sick and the union sent me. And co-hosting tonight from snowy Buffalo in April and Mm -hmm. uh, is Chuck Fitzgerald. And Chuck, I was dreaming of a white Easter. Uh, well, you know, you're actually the second person to make that joke this week. I don't know if I posted it to our uh, our podcast chat, but I definitely posted yes, it on did. Twitter. And there were some comments about dreaming of a white Easter. But don't you worry. Come Sunday, it's going to be 74. Oh, it's 74 now here. How nice. Yeah. You know, nothing like wild temperature swings. Yeah, I just had to rub it in. So how have you been? I appreciate that. Oh, uh, you know, I've been well. It, it's been uh, it's been a little while since we talked. As we're sitting here right now, it is April nineteenth as of recording. I am thirty-one days, well, thirty days and seven, eight, nine, ten, four hours, three hours uh, away from book or boarding my first Disney cruise, and that means this evening, not last evening like I originally thought, we get to check in. Online and uh, see what boarding time we get. So it's uh, 30 nice. days, four hours, 15 minutes, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8 seconds. Um, fun fact about that I may have miscalculated a little bit the 30 day window, and I decided to uh, apparently waste a whole lot of time last night and try to check in, even though it's not till this morning. <laughs> Well, if there's any consolation, at least you get to see me on your disembarkation day. Why are you going to be waving from the ship? No, when you when oh, you get disembarkation off, day, yeah, disembarkation day. Yeah, yeah, I I I misunderstood and thought you said embarkation day. Uh, I'm like, Dave, are you are you going? No, yeah, you you know you know how it, what day what day is your what day is your uh, what day is your cruise now? Uh, the twentieth. Nice. Actually, no, I will be at the airport picking up Papa Koch because he's coming down to, he's never done um, Rise of the Resistance. So he's actually doing a father, we're doing a father-son Disney trip that weekend. That sounds fantastic. Let's get on Rise of the Resistance. Um, Are you going to be utilizing his walking stick? 
Yes, yes, I will. And you know what? I'll have it that I'll have it the day I meet you in Epcot. So just say my name three times, and I will appear with the walking stick. Works for me. So for the for our for our listeners, uh, the walking stick is this beautiful. Uh, uh, it's about maybe a five foot walking stick that was hand carved at the uh, African outpost in Epcot. And it has this, it, it starts off with a snake's uh, body kind of going up the post and then it changes to a giraffe. And then there's an elephant on, there's an elephant on top and a, um, an African water buffalo with a really nice, uh, a really nice caned handle. My father has a bad hip and needed a, needed a cane while he was down here and wanted to keep in my, in my apartment. So we, he figured, you know what? Instead of buying just something at Walgreens, he's like, I'll buy you a nice piece of art that you can display display in your apartment, and then when I need it, I'll just um, I'll just borrow I'll just borrow it when I'm down here. So that's it stays in my living room in a corner and looking really nice for the rest of the time when he's not here. But with that, we have a special guest tonight from our sponsors over at the World of DVC. We have Derek DeBoer with us today to discuss some DVC resale with us. Hey, everybody. Hey, happy, happy to be here. And I'm more than happy to take this conversation and uh, spend time talking about cruises because you're going on your first. And I actually used to sell Disney Vacation Club on the cruise ships. And I think I did a total of 127 cruises over like four or five years. So if you have any questions, let me know. (laughs) I have a lot more questions now. Hang on, keep keep talking, I'm taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, but now I'm here. So I was with Disney for about almost 20 years. So I was a Disney Vacation Club cast member. Like I mentioned, sold Disney Vacation Club on land, sold it on the cruise ships all over the whole entire world. Now for the last few years, got to join my awesome uh, former Disney cast members here at the world of DVC and specifically the DVC resale market where we get to uh, help thousands and thousands of people buy Disney Vacation Club after doing some research and save a ton of money. So it's because of great shows like you that we sponsored, I think, for many, many years, way before we came oh, yeah. to uh, the world of DVC last year, which means basically we have kind of three companies that are part of the world of DVC. You have the DVC resale market, which is where you can buy and sell your contracts. We have Monera Financing, which is where you say, I love this contract, but how am I going to pay for it? So that's our financing arm. And then we have the DVC rental store, which is if you want to do the old, I'm going to try renting points and see if I like it. And then maybe I'll come back and buy it later. So it's kind of the circle of life, pun fully intended. When it comes to your Disney Vacation Club needs, we can happily help you out. Or you're you're like me who has no intention of buying DVC anytime soon or ever so, but constantly always once takes trips, constantly rents points because it just <laughs> works out so much better like that. I, I actually, uh, I actually used your services this past uh, Christmas. We ended up, uh, we ended up booking a, um, a stay at both um, old Key West for a few days. And then we, uh, we transferred over to Riviera. Oh, awesome! We were, we were we were very we were very happy with the transaction, and we saved a ton of money rather than going through Disney for it. It actually being able to uh, rent DVC points and being able to rent them through you guys worked out very well for us. So perfect. Well, we're glad, and whether you want to buy later on or just keep renting, we'll happily help you either way, my friend. Excellent. So, two things. First, wish we wish we had you on the show about maybe uh, two weeks ago when we were helping uh the cruise show yeah Yeah. and uh, when i mean poor annie is on that (laughs) she is on the cruise now and she she's on gilligan's boat it seems (laughs) (laughs) um there's gonna be more coming with that but she uh on her very first day she sustained a injury um I don't, yeah. It's not as bad as it. She ran over her toe with a luggage piece. Okay, it's not like she <laughs> uh, uh, got ran over it's by the still, boat. It still, it still landed her in the ship's hospital, but it did. And there was a fantastic drawing of uh, not Nemo, 
What's the girl? Dory? Dory? No, 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 not, it's not even the right movie. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo. It's Lilo. Oh. <laughs> um, fantastic painting of Lilo on the wall. So, you know, hey, how many people can say they get to see that? Actually, <laughs> I actually I did end up in the hospital on the Disney Wish, but that's another story for another time. And what ship are you going on? Is it the dream? It is the dream. The dream for four nights. Yeah, the the dream and because I used to sail on all of them. So we kind of got our, our, our cruise schedules for like six months at a time. And you'd find out and say, OK, it's kind of like almost like a like a draft pick. So kind of, you know, depending on, OK, I want to cruise with this friend because we do really well together. And I want to take mm-hmm. the seven night Disney fantasy over New Year's. And then I think I want to do the first couple of Alaskans. And then I'd like to go to Europe to be able to do that. And then Throughout that, you sprinkle in some dreams because at, at that time, the Disney dream was the ship that went out and did four-day cruises, and then it would do three-day cruises. So it's it's the same size, basically, as the Disney Fantasy, maybe by just a couple of feet. Okay. So you'll love it. It's, it's definitely a completely different feel than if, say, you went on the Magic or went on the Wonder, which are the original ships. So the, the dream is great. You're going to love it. I'm very and much looking wish, forward to it. I actually meant the Wonder. I was going to ask how you got on the wish in Germany. Yeah, 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 seriously. It was it was it was the wonder. It was it was Alaska, and it was uh... polar bear attack. What What, was it? A polar bear attack? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, something like that. No, I I I thought some I thought something happened, and I got static. I thought I got disconnected. Oh no, I half laughed. uh, But you know, because of all the snow outside, it it comes out as. You know, snow. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you, you may not want to hear that when people ask me all the time and say, after 100 cruises, you know, what's your favorite cruise to go through? It's like, after so many, you're kind of done with the, it sounds terrible to say, but you're just done with like the Caribbean and the beaches. They all kind of blend together. <laughs> that, that's why I always say just the Alaska cruise to me was always the one, even more than Europe. And we went to like Norway and Iceland and Russia and like, about, but the Alaska one to me for just seven nights, was just incredible going out of Vancouver, which was an amazing city to begin with. And then you throw in just that whole Alaskan cruise. And if you're blessed with great weather on that cruise, it's truly life-changing. I mean, it's just some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen. And you're on a great kind of a smaller ship too, which is terrific because you really get to know the passengers and it's just, it's so, so cool. So cool. I mean, I'm very much looking forward to it. We're doing a, a three night on the dream. So it'll be Nassau, cast away and then back are you Um, doing anything in nassau uh well we we were going to do one excursion that was like a three-hour boat tour that took you by gilligan's island the Uh, blue lagoon one no it's actually a different one and then we were going to do blue lagoon but we've heard that there have been some changes with how blue lagoon operates um because of covid which makes sense and they kind of isolate cruise ships onto specific beaches once again because of covid kind of makes sense um so we've at this point we're not planning on doing any official excursion however my wife is probably the world's biggest uh royals fan and not the tv show the royals or that other (laughs) song the royals but the royal family so we're gonna meander through the straw market a little bit and go towards I hope you can't hear me. Some staircase and a hospital, a queen staircase and a princess hospital. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I'm getting the names right. Uh, so we're yeah, going to do right that. There. Yeah, you you almost have to because people will joke and say, you know, when I would talk to people and say, oh, is this your first cruise and blah, blah, blah. And if they've been on a ship before and been to Nassau, most people say, you know what, I've been there, I've done that, I've seen the Queen Staircase, I've seen the Straw Market, I'm just going to stay on board and I'm just going to go on the water slide and the pools are totally empty. So I always feel like you have to get off the ship, just, but, you know, it's just a nice port, just kind of to walk around like right there and you see the Atlantis Resort right there from the very front of the ship while you have breakfast in the morning and yeah, it's fun. Just spend a couple hours, don't spend all day in Nassau and then just get back on and take advantage of the boat while it's empty which is great. That's uh, that's kind of what the plan is. We, um, we'll see what happens. I mean, th- there's a lot of wiggle room, I guess, because it is our first cruise, so we're not really 
tied to any like, oh, we have to do this because we've never done it before because right. everything is something we've never done before. <laughs> and that's what's going to be funny for you because I used to see people all the time be like, what number cruise is this? And it's like, oh, it's my sixth or seventh. And they do just what you're doing. They're like, well, we started with a three. Then we did a four. Then we maybe did like a five night, like castaway double dip cruise. Then we did the seven night fantasy. Now I think we're gonna do the 15 night Panama Canal. <laughs> yeah, just it. like take baby <laughs> steps as it were. <laughs> it is. The Florence Porter just did the Panama Canal cruise. Yeah, she did. Um, yep. That I, you know, it's funny. I haven't even been on the cruise yet, but I've already looked at booking another cruise. Oh, yeah, you will. Um, and, and a lot of that is because we, we were talking a little bit before the show, obviously, and we'll get into this in a little bit. But Disney isn't really the Disney world. Let me put it that way. Um, isn't the same whimsical nature that it used to be. Um, I, I don't know how many times I've been. We did our two week honeymoon down there. We went last summer. We've been, I, we were grand marshals in a parade, so there's not really a whole lot that there is still undone. I'm sure there is, but there there's not that oh, a lot that I can oh. think of. So the the cruise is is new. It's unique. I I, I don't want to say I ever haven't looked forward to a Disney vacation, <laughs> but this is a different level of anticipation because, like we said, everything is so new. Everything is new, and what you're going to love about it, too, is just the restaurants are so great. So even the whole dining feel, and you'll have the same waiters follow you from, you know, each night from restaurant to restaurants and the buffets. And I think I had someone tell me that they're basically, the cruise ships are almost like 100% back to normal. Like maybe with the exceptions of a few small things, mm -hmm. you're going to feel so, not re-energized by Disney, but a Disney cruise will do that because you've done... Again, I live 15 minutes away, so I know how the parks have changed. We go all the time. We stay at all the Disney resorts, not for a week, but like one night here and one night there. But when you, for the first time, you know, you do have that feeling like, oh, my God, I've been to Epcot, what, 37 times? Let me see if there's one thing that might be different. Oh, look, it's a new gift shop. And you get excited about walking through a new gift shop. And you walk onto the ship and you hear them announce your family's name for the first time. And you look up in this huge atrium and then the sail away party and all that it's you're gonna you really will most like fall in love with disney not all over again but in a in a whole new way because no one ever honest to god no one ever does one cruise no one ever does one cruise and go yeah it's not really for me it's always oh my god we did our first cruise we we were at disney world for seven days and then we came on a cruise for three and oh my god we never want to go back to the parks because this is just relaxing you could relax because you know <laughs> not at the parks you feel like you got to do 20,000 things and should we, you know, make reservations for this or mm -hmm. that? Or you could just lay by the pool and relax and hang out at night and see great shows. And it's all right there. It's all confined. So there's no monorails or buses or boats all right there. You're going to, you're going to love it. I, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. And, and you don't feel the need to justify the cost. Like I didn't, right. there isn't a thought in my mind of, oh, we spent X number on our annual passes or, oh, we spent X number on the one day ticket, which by the way is a hundred and some odd dollars right now. Yep. Um, so that cost justification just isn't there because the ship is the cost. Yeah, and especially for your food. I mean, that, I mean, I, I know it's cliche, but this is the best part about it is you sit down and go, hey, so there's two different entrees that I can't decide which one. Just tell them you want both. Like they'll, they'll bring you both. So it's not like you're at, Tiffins and you're going out to eat and you're like, oh my God, the steak looks good for 50, but this one looks good for, you know, 45 bucks. You already paid for it. So get a bunch of appetizers, get a bunch of entrees, split them up at the table. They encourage that. That's what the plan is. That is absolutely what the plan is. Even if the table is just my wife and I, that's what the plan is. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We remember, and sorry, but it just makes me laugh because I was thinking of, I remember the first time that they brought on the Star Wars cruises. And so for us that had done so many cruises, it was like, oh, this is exciting. It's like a whole new cruise. But the thing we were most excited about is on Star Wars Day, it was a whole new menu. So when you kind of live half your year on and off cruise ship, you know mm -hmm. every restaurant, every menu, you know what's your favorite. So when we you know, found out that there's a special Star Wars menu that none of us had ever even seen before, we literally look at the menu and like, We'll literally take everything that's on this menu. Just bring it. 
on the table, whether it's a, you know, a tauntaun steak or an Ewok salad, like I don't care what it is, it's something different I want to try. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm, I, yeah, look, I mean, we've, wow, we've delved 20 minutes into the cruise and we haven't even actually touched <laughs> oh, Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's something that I'm very excited about. I mean, it's new, it's unique. And yeah. just for clarification, you mentioned Epcot, been there 107, we're, we're going to Epcot on the last day. Like we'll get off the ship and go to Epcot for that day and then spend oh, really? spend the night in Caribbean Beach, the, oh, pirate, the pirate rooms. Oh yeah, all the, awesome. You could just take the Skyliner. Oh, that's what the plan is, Skyliner. Best Perfect. mode of transportation in Disney World. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's a fun day. Yeah, all right, so Dave. Yes. Uh, let's let's turn it back over to you. Sure. And, well, and off the actually, cruise. Actually, actually, with with that said and everything, um, since we are on this topic of cruises and and everything, uh, I was going to ask Derek to uh, speak about uh, bef- uh, before we actually go into um, the advantages of DVC resale and uh, our actual topic. Uh, Derek, can you speak about uh, booking a um, a cruise with the D- with DVC? Is that an option? Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal when it comes to cruises and Disney Vacation Club. So if anyone out there is kind of kicking around the idea about learning about what is Disney Vacation Club, how does it work? I, you know, I haven't really looked into it, but maybe I've talked to the people at the parks and they've kind of given me some information. Can I use it for a cruise? One of the things that Disney, uh, when you purchase direct, and again, I worked there for many, many years, still have fantastic friends over there, is when you purchase on the resale market, so what you know, what Direct is going to try to give you is that you know FOMO, it's that you know fear of missing out, and they'll tell you that say, oh well, if you buy on the resale market, you might save some money, but you could never use your points on a Disney cruise. And then people go, if they don't do their research, they go, oh, that sounds horrible because my God, my family and I have been dying to do a Disney cruise, and now if I have Disney Vacation Club points, and I could go on a cruise. Uh, the problem is, <laughs> again, I had to sell this on the boat. Uh, people would say, well, how much is this group? And cruises are just not good uses of your points. So a cruise, a you know three-night Disney cruise, cruise points are going to be per person. So you're probably talking 200, 300 points per person to take, say, a three-night Disney cruise or a four-night Disney cruise. A seven-night Disney cruise, for example, on the Disney Fantasy could be 500 to 800 points per person. Now, if you don't know what points are, uh, that's what we can help you with. But for example, the average family might have anywhere, for a family, might have 200 points total every year. So when you're talking about, oh, I can't take a Disney cruise if I buy resale points, right, because it's okay, because the tens of thousands of dollars that you're going to save by buying resale, you could actually pay for a cruise. So cruises are just not good uses of points. The best use for your points when you purchase Disney Vacation Club, tell people this all the time, it's for Disney Vacation Club, for the Disney Vacation Club resorts. It's not for anything else. It's not for, oh, I was told I can't use my points at the Star Wars hotel. Well, right, it literally is probably 900 points per adult to go for two nights on the Star Wars hotel or Adventures by Disney. Those things, <clears throat> they're just not good conversions for your points. Whereas the best bang for your buck is always gonna be, hey, I've got 200 points a year. Uh, I could stay, say, in a you know studio room seven to ten nights every single year at a deluxe EVC resort, or I could stay in a you know one bedroom for five or six nights for me and my whole family every single year. Uh, we have at the world of DVC for those folks that do love cruises, because again, who doesn't love a cruise? We actually have a cruise swap program. So if you have points that maybe you purchased with us on the resale market, or you have points that you bought direct, but you don't feel like doing that horrible exchange for your points. At the DVC rental store, we have a cruise swap program that will actually save you a ton of money. So if you say, you know what, this year, I don't feel like heading back to the parks. I want to take a break. I want to go on a cruise. You can reach out to us at the DVC rental store, get some details on our cruise swap program, where basically we'll take your points and we'll go ahead and use those points via, via a cash exchange and we'll help you book that cruise. So that's a great option for folks because we don't expect you to never want to go on a Disney cruise. They're amazing, but you just gotta be smart about it and figure out that the best way to do a cruise is not using your points for that direct exchange when it comes to taking cruises. 
Excellent. And now with with that ball set and everything, uh, can you tell our listeners what are some <laughs> advantages of buying resale over buying a contract directly from Disney? Yeah, of course. It's a super easy uh, 30 second elevator pitch. <laughs> I can tell you why do people buy why do we have 70% of the total resale market? We do, you know, two to $3 million every seven days. Uh, we help people save a tremendous amount of money versus buying your points direct from Disney. So you're gonna save anywhere between, you know, 15 to 30 to 40% buying your points with us um, versus spending that 200 plus dollar a point that Disney wants you to buy direct. And that's how they get you to buy direct. And I don't blame them, but they're gonna say, well, if you don't buy direct, uh, then you can't use them on a cruise or you can't use them here, you can't use them there. Our points, again, you can pick the resort that you need, which is very important. When you start to do your research, you'll realize that uh, the phrase, you know, all resorts are not created equal. So you're going to have, you know, special booking advantages with the resort that you pick. So it's important to pick the resort you need. And even when you do that, you're going to be able to save a tremendous amount of money. You can visit our website, too, which is great because our website's awesome. I'm not just saying that, but we have people that literally can spend hours in it because we've got blogs and we've got point charts and we have, you know, all the pricing to be able to compare. You can see, oh, I could buy, say I want to buy Animal Kingdom direct from Disney. Of course you can. You can tell them and say, hey, I want to buy Animal Kingdom as my home resort. Great. They're going to be $200 per point. Right now, you could buy Animal Kingdom on us with an average price last month of 140 Right, so I'm gonna save 60 bucks. So if I'm buying a 200 point package, let's say, right then and there, I'm saving 12 grand. So you're gonna save, depending on the resort, some, some resorts are gonna be 36, 35% off, you know, almost 40% off to buy Old Key West. So it's savings. Savings is the number one reason. And also being able to pick the resort that you guys need not just the new $200 shiny resort that Disney wants you to buy for $200 a point. Excellent. And that's going to lead us into our show topic for today because Disney is starting to bounce back after the pandemic. And uh, while the, while the uh, operations at the theme parks uh, slowly were getting back uh, to normal, it took a little bit more time for some of the resorts and now all of a lot of the uh, recreational offerings and the, some of the restaurants that were closed are, are have slowly started to open now and it seems to be at this point where it's business as usual throughout Walt Disney World so Derek I thought today what we could do is uh, basically just revisits uh, this is one of the first topics that we did when we uh, first uh, started working with your company and what we did was we went through uh, the different uh, DVC resorts and we talked about the offerings that they have for guests so if yeah. somebody does want to buy a, does want to buy a contract or for that matter rent points to stay at one of these resorts and everything I just kind of want to go through the different resort resorts and just talk about the offerings from the guests from the uh, from the guest point of view from stuff like uh, recreation and uh, any uh, in, t in terms of dining, any of the hidden gems of those resorts that you really think people should take some time to really experience. Sound good to you? Yeah, no, of course. I'm a big sucker for talking about it again. I'm we live so close, so we're you know 15 to 20 minutes away. So most of our trips, honestly, especially with the park reservation system that I'm not really a big fan of, and Genie Plus, don't get me started. Uh, so we spend a lot of time just at the resort. So each resort is going to be different. Each resort is going to have awesome things. Probably the my favorite thing to tell people about is if you're going to a Disney Vacation Club resort, certain ones have what's called a community hall. So a community hall is basically a place where you could kind of go and hang out. It's a space that's designed most of the resorts have them. You can always find a full list on our website. But most of the resorts like Bay Lake at the Contemporary and Animal Kingdom and Boardwalk and Riviera and Saratoga, they have it, which is basically a designated room where kids can play. And it's all free for the most part. You know, if you want to play stand-up video games, if you want to sit down and play Xbox games or PlayStation games, 
board games, all the rooms with Disney Vacation Club, again, have a little DVD player. So you can actually get free DVDs from their book. So you can rent DVDs if you want for free. They also have ping pong and they've got, you know, foosball tables and everything else. They also have a lot of them have activities that may cost a little bit of money. So if you wanted to do stuff like, hey, I, I want to make a tie-dye shirt or we've done this with the kids now they're too old and we can't <laughs> get, get them to uh, decorate a pillowcase. But you can get a pillowcase and just for a nominal fee that's always discounted, of course, for Disney Vacation Club members. But yeah, all the resorts, almost all of them are going to have them. <clears throat> and they're just such a great place to just, again, go and unwind. So if it's a rainy day where it might be too rainy to go in the pool, or maybe it's one of those days where it's almost too hot to go in the pool, you can walk over to the community hall and find just a bunch of fun stuff to have. So Some of the best memories that we've had with our kids growing up weren't necessarily, you know, riding this ride or riding that lot ride or waiting an hour in line for this ride. It was, do you remember, Dad, when I whipped your butt at foosball when I was like 10 years old? Like, they will remember moments. Do you remember when we used to sit here and we used to play checkers at Old Key West? Or do you remember what all the stuff we used to do at the Boardwalk Community Hall? <clears throat> so that's the kind of stuff where I think it's all about. It's all about memories. However you want to make them in community halls basically exist just to give the kids even a little break from uh, the Disney magic and maybe they need their PS4 fix or their Xbox fix for a few minutes while mom and dad just sit with a cold drink outside while they play inside. But yeah, it's awesome. One of my favorite things about the community halls is a lot of the DVC resorts offer scavenger hunts. Oh, you can yeah. get the papers out there. Yeah, you do that and all the resorts will always have a little uh, activity list, right? So when you check in you know they'll say hey so on thursdays it's going to be this system this. this is the maybe the paid activity of the day uh, one of my favorite resorts uh, for people that might know me is disney's zero beach resort i love that resort we go there three four times a year uh, we've got i think a full set of just you know painted wine glasses that we made on one of their outings and that's where we do the pillowcases and that's where we've done uh, beer mugs where you can paint uh, you know and then bring those home for for uh, for a great memory. Um, I have I have a ceramic castle from Bay Lake Tower. <laughs> See, you've done them. That kind of yeah. stuff is awesome. Like, you know, yeah. Because again, at, at the end of the day, it's not about, oh my God, we rode, you know, Mickey's Runaway Railway after we waited an hour and a half for it and it was fun. That's honestly probably not gonna be the stuff when you get home that the kids are gonna talk about. Nine out of 10 times, especially depending on their ages, it's gonna be stuff like this, or it's gonna be their time that they had in the swimming pool. You know, it's the times that you guys spent as a family, not necessarily running from from ride to ride to ride. And what makes, and it's kind of the Disney Vacation Club pitch, but that's what makes it great being a member is because you know you're coming back. So you're not that family that feels like, oh crap, we gotta cram in everything and wake up at 6 a.m. and come back at 2 a.m. and do it all again. When you're a Vacation Club member, you know you're coming back for like, decades to come because you've already paid for it so you don't mind taking a whole day and just saying let's just sit and just play some games and some pool games and some trivia by the pool and at night one of the coolest things that i know a lot of resorts do it it's not just the disney vacation club ones but uh it's that movie that they do at night oh yeah that that's just great it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what movie it is to Sit out there. We just did one at Bureau two weeks ago where you sit out in the Great Lawn there at Bureau and they got the big inflatable screen. And we brought a bottle of wine and we just sat and I think we watched Frozen 2, which I still don't understand what that movie's about. <laughs> but I loved it because it was out on the Great Lawn and you hear the ocean in the background and you're watching the movie with your family, your kids. It's things like that are cool. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of the of the late night movies, no matter what they are. I had one night where I had nothing to do, and I actually ended up going over the Polynesian for the movie. Yeah. And I ended up uh, seeing, for the first time, I never saw it before, I saw Ray and the Lost Dragon. Oh, really? See? Yeah. That's what's cool. And see, you will always remember that, right? I mean, no matter what you thought of the movie, anytime you ever see anything with Ray and the Lost Dragon, you will always remember. Yeah. No, you didn't see it in a movie theater. You saw it on that great lawn with the castle in the background, and that's where you watched this movie. Another one, another one that uh, I ended up uh, seeing for the first time. Never saw it before, and it was over at. Um, it was on the beach at the Contemporary, 
uh, right by Bay, right outside Bay Lake Tower, was yeah. uh, Brother Bear. Oh yeah, yeah. They can they can sometimes do some deep cuts with their movie choices. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that stuff's great. And, uh, one other thing too, just if you're looking for kind of a hidden gem that a lot of people may not even know about, and it's not necessarily uh, you know quote unquote Disney Vacation Club thing, but it doesn't matter because anybody can do it. Is renting a pontoon boat. Rent so, a pontoon boat. Oh, my my question my question about that. Where are where are they being offered now? I. Uh, for a while, I, I heard that they got rid of all of them, and then I happened to be over at yeah. uh, on Bay Lake, and I saw that they were doing them. They they were doing them again. Which resorts are which was resorts are offering the the uh, rentals now? So it looks like they don't have them at the Polynesian anymore, because of course now that they're building a big new Polynesian tower in between the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian. That kind of marina is just going to be a little too much construction. So you can't get them at the Poly, which used to be a great place. But you can just walk right next door to the Grand Floridian. You could get them at the Grand. I think you can get them, obviously, at Bay Lake. So Bay Lake or the Contemporary Resort, right out back, they have them. Uh, and a lot of people don't know, but you can get them at, like, the Yacht and the Beats Club. They have a marina where you can rent them, too, as well. So I, obviously, it's a different cruising experience, depending if you get them my favorite is to get them on, you know, Seven Seas Lagoon and float in front of the castle and then take it underneath the bridge by the Contemporary and go by the cabins over there at Tower Creek. Uh, but you can get one over at the Yacht Club, which is kind of cool, too, because you can float right in front of the boardwalk. You can take it all the way down to uh, Hollywood Studios, which is kind of cool, too. So, yeah, I'm a big fan, especially if you're going with a bunch of people, because you split it out. I don't remember how much it was, but honestly, if you split it out, they're, they're not they're not that expensive it's not you no. get like an hour like an hour yeah. you don't need that much more time than that but yeah they're, they're just so cool and they do offer dvc uh discounts for that they do you are correct so i think you might get like 10 percent off if you're a disney vacation club member yeah. too. but that's one of the things where i've told people about doing that and they've done it and they said that was hands down the best part of our whole entire trip now, Derek, oh, it's just so great. Yeah, it's it's $45 per half hour, right? So if you're going to bring, you can bring up to 10 guests to cram into a pontoon boat. You can bring food on there, too. So if you want to go pick up food and stuff, you can bring them. And just a, there's just a weird feeling when you're driving a pontoon boat and you're just floating by yourself with your family, like right in front, legit, of Cinderella Castle. You know what I mean? And you're floating there. You're like, this is so weird. Like, I'm going to private boat just hanging out listening to music <laughs> but we're floating in front of the castle it's just it's a it's now, a, I do I do have one question about it yeah <laughs> are they are they available now the one time I did it it was out of Port Orleans are they available now over at uh, Saratoga Springs and Old Key West can can one uh, do it on the Sasagula River at the moment they don't have them. I'm looking here right now. So the marinas are going to be Bay Lake. And then, of course, then the Beach Club and Yacht Club. Uh, the Contemporary, like I mentioned, the Grand Floridian. Um, and that's it so far. So no other no other place has them available. So you can get, like, canoes and stuff. But, like, you know, Fort Wilderness, I think, and, like, kayaks for all that stuff. But, yeah, in terms of the motorized boat rentals, which... Some some people want to know where the little mouse sprites. I have no idea why you can't get those anymore. All it seems to be is that you can get the pontoon boats. So I'm not sure what happened to the little water sprites. They actually got sold off during during COVID. Did they really? Yeah, no I have thing. a I have a close friend that works uh, for uh, the Reedy Creek Department, and uh, that was they confirmed that to me. Really? And that there was there was something with a their contract was up and then just yeah. basically just to cut cost or something, so it ended up as a result of that. They got and for a while there were no more pontoon boats as a result yeah. of that. So yeah. So Yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a great activity to do. So so there's just so much stuff that you can do just, you know, that are again outside of, you know, just going to the parks and trying to load up your Jeep plus selections at 7 a.m. and getting frustrated, just go to the pool. <laughs> now, what about um, 
with uh, some of these uh, with some of these resorts now uh, not fully functioning before. Now they're starting to really come back up. What about some of these uh, these restaurants that are starting to come back on online? Ones that were closed for a while and have some have some connection to a DVC resort. Can we talk sure. about? Can you talk about any of them that have recently reopened? Yeah, I know, for I think, instance, uh, yep. Gico reopened. Gico reopened recently. Again, probably that first one that reopened that folks were most excited about that has their DVC connection is Boma. So the return of the the Boma buffet was very well received by anyone that's ever been to Boma. Uh, it's it's terrific. It's just a great restaurant. And again, I, I think it was that it's a buffet. So when the buffet started coming back, for example, the Cape May buffet, which is at the Beach Club Resort, that is now returned. Uh, I I was okay with it being gone because as much as I love the Beach Club, man, when that buffet hits, that smell of seafood can hit you all the way from the lobby all the way when you walk over to the Yacht Club. So I was okay with that one being gone. Uh, some of the buffet stuff might have changed a little bit. So some of it they you know, might bring to your table per se versus you know, going up and serving yourself. Uh, cruise lines though, however, like we talked about, I did hear that all of their buffets are now serve yourself, which was a change because for a lot of times it was, okay, you can have your all you can eat buffet. I'm either gonna have to, you know, being a cast member, I'm either gonna have to put it on the plate for you or we'll bring you a big giant plate of different things at your table. So. I think that 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 feeling of when dining starts to come back, and you know, which it has in a huge way. That's because dining is such a big part of your Disney vacation, whether you're going for for one night or for a whole week. So yeah, it, it's great seeing all the all the buffets being able to come back and find dining restaurant. I'm specifically waiting for the top of the world lounge to open, which is at Bay Lake Tower. Uh, for those that don't know, it's kind of a private lounge for folks that are staying at Bay Lake Tower or even any Disney Vacation Club member with a member card on property. You used to be able to go up there. They had great drinks and just kind of light appetizers, but it was an amazing, huge deck that they dimmed the lights inside this really cool retro lounge. And you could watch the fireworks directly over the Magic Kingdom, or you could go out on this huge observation deck. That was a great thing. I don't know when that's going to come back. People keep asking me and I'm like, I don't know it. Everything I'm honestly surprised it hasn't come back yet. I don't get it. Just because Disney's it's a money maker. I was just going to say Disney's about money. And I'm like, you literally have a lounge and you've got members that are begging to, to, to spend money. I mean, right now, Disney wants you to pay per ride if you don't want to want to wait in lounge. So the fact that they have this lounge that's up there that has, again, it's a huge money maker for Disney that people would be clamoring to get in there. Sometimes, but it's happened. I shake my head, as I'm sure many people do that love Disney and just go, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. So there is one restaurant that I, and, and I've pretty much, uh, I've eaten at, the, the, the list of restaurants that I haven't eaten at on Disney property is definitely shorter than the one that, of the restaurants that I have eaten on property. But there's one restaurant that uh, opened up recently that I still haven't had a chance to try, and I'm really excited about it. I just I haven't had the occasion to go yet, and I'm kind of I'm kind of saving it for certain people to be around. Though one of them being our uh, co-host Joe Quattrochi, but uh, <laughs> he is Saratoga Joe, and uh, I'm really excited about finally getting to try Turf Club. Oh, you've never eaten a Turf Club. So here's the thing about Turf Club. For the, it gets great reviews now, but er, earlier in my, uh, I guess my uh, Disney fandom, for the longest time, there were a lot of people that were real, that were really uh, anti-Turf Club, that were really post, you know, for a while it had some really bad reviews online. So I kind of stayed, I kind of stayed away from it, but now people rave about it. So it was always one of those I kind of shied away from because I, I, I didn't hear good things about. And then all of a sudden, you know, Joe comes along and then other people, once once Joe came out of the woodwork, other people just started to really rave about it. And I was <laughs> like, like okay, they were embarrassed to say that they liked it. And they're like, yeah, oh I got to try Turf Club. And then <laughs> the pandemic hit. Uh, yeah, right. 
I need to, I think I guess need to, to try it again because I was probably one of those people that you would read if I posted a review about it and say, I don't want to go there. Just because I, I just wasn't a fan of, of the decor. It just felt like you're going to like your grandpa's clubhouse at the country club after he golfed all day. And then, you know, it just didn't, didn't do anything for me. It's not like it's cheap. I mean, it's not like it's like, oh my God, it's such a great value, it's such a great bargain. But I get it if, you know, you're a golfer and if you're at Saratoga, I, I think I probably, it deserves another chance from me. Oh, you're saying, you, Joe, is, Joe is our resident golfer. Joe is our trendsetter on that, actually. I, I think right. he's, uh, yeah, he's he was at the new Disney golf club that they have and everything. He is member zero. And this is actually the God honest truth because yep. he was there. They, they, they posted it online. So we asked about it. He is actually member zero 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 one, and when he <laughs> he literally saw a blog entry while he was there, and then walked into the clubhouse to join. And the cast members mm -hmm. didn't even know what he, that what he was talking about at the moment. He had to literally pull up his phone and show the show them the uh, Disney Parks blog story, and then they had to call a leader. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we just put that up." And he literally just within within a couple of minutes of the story posting he joined and he is he is the the original member of said of said organization that is awesome have have you tried um steakhouse 71 yes i so yes and no i have had i have had dinner there already i'm sorry I, i've had breakfast there and i ate from the lounge Right. I haven't actually had. I actually. I actually haven't ordered from the dinner mem menu yet. Okay. I'm. I'm going for the first time in like three weeks or so. So I've kind of heard. I've heard mixed things about the dinner. I've also heard almost better things for people that just want to go and eat, eat casual in the lounge. And you know, they said they got great burgers there. The burger was absolutely amazing. I, I I am going to put go out on a limb and say it was the best burger on property. That's I a ever. bold statement there, Dave. There, but you know what? Guys, your point? Honestly, yeah, just so here's the thing. When I was the only one to order the burger, other people ordered other stuff. When they when they brought me my burger, everybody in my group was just like just gazing over gazing and salivating over my uh, my burger saying yeah i should have ordered that just the just their presentation it was just i mean i've had some good burgers at disney don't get me wrong but th th this was just this just was like i it was like wow i can't tell i can't tell you why but it just i it was just a whole bunch of different factors from presentation to taste to smell to like the the ratio of it's a double decker burger with just the right amount of, of uh, grilled onion. It just everything, and it also didn't fall apart as you were eating it. It's it held its shape. Oh. It was a whole bunch. It was a whole bunch of different things all together that just made it a very enjoyable dining experience. It felt like a fine dining experience with a casual food. Man, I'm I'm literally staring at. I think it looks like 800 pictures of the Steakhouse 71 burger on my computer screen right now and it looks pretty darn epic and the, also the peanut butter and jelly wings are really good and if you're if you are uh, if you are a local uh, yeah. and you have they they as leftovers they they cut they crisp up really nice in the air fryer and tint Ooh, yeah sweet yeah. We ended up. I, I, we had, we had those. I'm like, okay, these are so good. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna take some home and freeze them and just have, just have them on hand. So I, I literally ordered two more orders, and I'm like, okay, please bring them, to, please bring them to be wrapped. <laughs> and for about, for about three weeks or so, it was like every, every meal I had, every meal I had one, uh, one peanut butter and jelly wing with every meal. I just literally took it literally took it out of the freezer and just put it up into the air fryer and it was like the perfect little appetizer i have a feeling that this conversation might veer back into talking about reese's and reese's peanut butter cups and peanut butter cups with potato chips in them no so, no you don't do that we got to keep it together oh we talked about that I, oh, i'm literally going about, to get one yeah. as soon as we're done i'm i'm driving to public and i'm going to get one no, nice. don't yeah. do you don't put uh, you can't we, put we, potato we, chips in reese's cups 
we talked we talked about this extensively while you were on, while you were getting ready beforehand when before we started recording we were ta- we were talking about the new uh, Reese's peanut butter cups and disgusting the, oh it's amazing it's 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 ruffles and you know those ruffles have ridges so you know <laughs> I told you no you can't do it like potato and peanut uh. No, it's the difference in texture, though. That's why Amazing. I like to put like crunchy stuff on like a grilled cheese. You know what I mean? You need that like crunch. So I, I have not yeah. had it yet. So I have to not give my official opinion about it. But I promise next time I'm on, I will <laughs> detail. Reese's in <laughs> Review is our uh, latest uh, product out of the Mickey Dudes podcast and the world of DVC. <laughs> so I do want to ask in terms of in terms of DVC resorts. Uh, is there any uh, just first in terms of a, a resort itself, and then in terms of just some an offering at some at, at just one particular resort? Are there any like ma- major gems that stand out in terms for in the category of resort itself? What what is your favorite DVC resort to uh, stay at if you had your choice, and why? Oh my God, it's always such a loaded question. So I love, as I mentioned, Vero, but Vero's two hours away from here. I love Vero, I love everything about it. But in terms of properties here at Walt Disney World, uh, I bought the boardwalk like 20 years ago. I love the boardwalk, I love that location, but the last few years, ever since BBC opened at the Polynesian, I, I just can't get enough of the Polynesian. The, studios that they have there for Disney Vacation Club members. They're the biggest on Disney property. So they're huge. They've got two bathrooms in them. Uh, And there's just something about being at the Poly that takes you into this whole other world. Even if you live close by, when you enter and park your car and just first walk into that lobby, it just transport you. And then you walk out the back, you look and you see Cinderella Castle sitting there and the monorail going by so you don't you literally leave the real world and i think that's what some of the resorts as great as they are like i love old key west and i love saratoga it's just, i just don't want to see cars and parking lot there's you know so there's something about when you're at the polynesian you've got the grand next door you've got a monorail wide. you can go to magic kingdom watch the fireworks from the beach uh to me the polynesian has everything that you can watch Besides one bedrooms, it doesn't have official one bedroom. If it had one bedroom, I would definitely be buying more points so I could stay there. But for now, the the studios will always work for me. So yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a departed poly lover. Excellent. And is there any hidden gem among all the resort as far as a resort offering at any of them? And you know, we could even go Alani and uh, Grand California in this. Is there any like one guest offering that really stands out that's like, that you would say is special that if you find out somebody is going to this resort, oh, definitely make sure you end up experiencing this? Yeah, I I mean, people always ask and be like, you know, I don't know what resort I should buy. You know, and that really depends like how far in advance that you're going to book, right? So if someone says, oh, we only book like five months out, six months out, four months out, then it doesn't make sense for you to spend more money per point to buy, like honestly, a Polynesian or to buy a Bay Lake Tower or to buy a beach club or, or a boardwalk. If you're gonna book, honestly, you know, less than you know seven months out or less, because again, when you remember, your points are points. They can be used at that seven month out from your arrival date. Points are points. So I don't care if you've got points at Vero or Hilton Head or Saratoga, wherever you have them. You can book any place that's available. <laughs> so that's always what I stress with. If whatever is available at that seven month mark or less. And a lot of resorts are booked at seven months or less. That's why people pay more money for those resorts. So that's why people say, it's hard to get into the beach club because I, I, I don't own points there but I could never get into the beach club or the boardwalk, especially during, you know, food and wine festival, or it's hard for me to get in to the Grand Floridian um, because that's the smallest one that's at Walt Disney World. So I always stress to people, if you're, if you have a favorite, buy that resort. If you're going to be bummed out for the next 20 years because you can't get into the beach club or the boardwalk during the festival, 
then you need to buy one of those resorts. Life's too short for you to be disappointed with your membership every year at seven months out because you can't get what you want. If you're one of those people that say, I don't care, like seven months out or less, I don't care what's available, I'll take any Disney Vacation Club resort. Honestly, uh, and, and Joe will definitely agree with me, buy Saratoga Springs. Just because in terms of, you know, again, you never have to quote unquote stay there, but in terms of the three factors that kind of come in, uh, is it what's the price per point? What are the annual dues? And how many years are left on that contract? Uh, the Polynesian will have a, a great, you know, probably ranked number two. But again, it's got a higher price per point, right? So it's like 173 bucks a point. Or I could buy Copper Free, but that's like 163. If you go with the number third choice, it's uh, Saratoga on average is like 130 bucks a point. It's got great annual dues of like $7.33 a point. Uh, and it's got a good amount of years left. So it's got 32 years left of getting points until the year 2054. So Saratoga, you're always gonna have a bunch of listings. It is the largest of all the Disney Vacation Club resorts. So availability is always great. Um, and listings to be able to pick from are always great. So I think you're looking at like for Saratoga listings, even what we have right now, I think we're probably in terms just for Saratoga, we're probably looking at like 150 different Saratoga listings, anywhere from, you know, 50 points a year, all the way up to probably 300, 400 points per year. So yeah, that, that's always, we always encourage people that research is key. So take the time, you can always reach out, call us, you can email me directly. If you ever have any specific questions, we're happy to kind of determine which resort is going to work best for you. Uh, what's the right package. Uh, it's never going to be a perfect number either. Nobody in the 10,000 people that have bought with me over all these years, no one ever says I have the most perfect number of vacation points. Every year we use the exact same number down to every single point. And so you don't. So that's why you can borrow some points. That's why you can roll them over. So find most importantly, what fits in your budget, get started, use it for a year or two or three. And then if you decide and say, Hey, I want to, add more points on because I'm always, you know, basically borrowing points or I'm always out. You can always add points. You can add 50, you can add 100, you can add 25. So yeah, getting started is the most important thing just because the number one phrase that we hear is always, I wish I joined BBC sooner. Always, every day, every day, blessed to do what I've done. Every day, someone will tell me multiple times and say, my God, we first looked into Disney Vacation Club 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. If I added up how much I've spent renting hotel rooms at Disney, I could have bought 300 points and had it paid for by now. So getting started is the most important thing and research is key. That's what I keep trying to convince my parents who keep coming to see me at least two or three times a year and they want to go to the Disney parks. Right. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you're spending all of this money on hotels. Uh, why don't you just look into DVC? And they're just very reluctant to pull the trigger. It's so crazy. It doesn't matter how many, you know, hundreds of thousands of members are all over the world. People just have this. Again, if they don't take their time and do research, it's not their fault. They just don't quite grasp it. But I always like to just keep it as, as simple as possible. And like you said about your parents, you're spending the money anyway. The point of the matter is you can't, let's say you go to Disney every year. You can't say in seven years from now, call up Disney and say, Disney, we've had the best trips for the last seven years. Every year we go, we go for a week, we rent a you know moderate hotel, a luxe hotel. Uh, but I think we're done with Disney. So is there any way that I can get any money back for all the tens of thousands of dollars that I've given you renting hotel rooms over the last seven to 10 years? Of course, Disney's going to say no. Uh, but if you had a membership, you own something tangible, right? I could rent it out if I'm not going to use it one year. I could go ahead and sell it down the road. You at least get something back. First, you have nothing to show for the money. You spent the exact same amount of money, the money, at, you know, just renting regular hotel rooms. But meanwhile, when you're a member and you've stayed in the deluxe resort, once you once you ever stay in a deluxe resort, it's really, really hard 
to ever go back and say, I'm going to go back and stay at Pop Century. Once you stay at the Polynesian or you stay at the beach club and stay at the boardwalk, and people will tell me all the time at first when they start learning about it, they go, you know what, Derek, you, you, you don't understand. We're the type of people, we like the all-star. We like Pop Century. We like, you know, whatever, Puerto Rico. Because we're never in our room. We're so busy that we're up at 6 a.m. and we come back at midnight and we do it again the next day. So it makes no sense for us to stay in the room. And the point of being a Disney Vacation Club member is you, know, you like to go back to your room. You're you're excited at the end of the day to go back to your room. You might be staying in a, in a one bedroom with a full kitchen and you've got leftovers of peanut butter and jelly wings waiting for you in the refrigerator. You've got a bottle of wine waiting for you. You got a separate living room and a separate bedroom to put the kids in so they can pass out on the bed, go to bed, shut the door, relax, and enjoy. You're not coming back at midnight or 1 a.m. with two beds that are next to each other that you're spending three to four hundred dollars a night with no balcony, no patio, one bathroom. So you enjoy your, your vacation better. That's that's what it's all about. It's not just spending more money to stay in the luxury resort. Why do people do it? Because they enjoy their tips more. That's it. Excellent. Well, with that, um, we will we will we will wrap up, and all. So, uh, Derek, where can our listeners reach out to you in case they want to uh, explore the idea of either renting DVC points or buying a resale contract? How can they get in touch with you? Of course. Yeah, you can always visit us on our website, which is real simple, uh, the, the dvcresalemarket.com. So just dvcresalemarket.com. If you have any questions for me, please just feel free to shoot me an email. I'm honestly available like seven days a week. You can fire me off an email. And again, I, I always want to stress, when you have questions, that's exactly what they are. This is not like, well, I got to send Derek an email and then I got to, but only when I'm ready to buy. I don't care if you buy in one day or if it takes you a year or two to decide, just reach out to me as research is key with all your questions you have. My email is just real simple. It's just Derek, D-E-R-E-K at dvcresalemarket.com. Derek at dvcresalemarket.com. Fire me off an email. Please let me know that you uh, listen to our friends and on their show because we love being partners with them. Uh, and I, I, I can't wait to wrap up so, so I can go by that peanut butter Reese's uh, yes. Publix. <laughs> I can do that. But no, you guys are awesome. So thank you always for being such great partners of ours just over so many years in your audience. Whenever they do reach out to us, we love when they say whether they make an offer or send an email and they put in the comments and said, hey, we listened to you or we heard you guys on the, on the Mickey dude. So you've got a super awesome audience. So we're thrilled to be able to work with them. Yes, we do, and we're thrilled to constantly be able to continue to work with you, and we're, we're very grateful for that. So thank you. You're welcome, and I hope you guys, I hope you have that great cruise. I cannot wait to hear about it. If you have any questions in the meantime, you can shoot me an email. Oh, you I absolutely will. Eight million cruise questions. <laughs> I'm happy to share. <laughs> oh, I absolutely will. And and I just want to echo what, uh, what Dave said. I want to thank you, uh, Derek, for coming out and talking with with us tonight you you're obviously a plethora of uh inf- you have a plethora of information you're a vast <laughs> wealth of knowledge yeah <laughs> despite the fact that uh potato chips don't go in Reese's <laughs> the verdict is not in yet don't hold it against me yet <laughs> no I I've already decided <laughs> so, no turf club for you there <laughs> Thank you guys so much for everything, as always. Thank you. And Chuck, where can you be found? I could be found on the Twitter machine, at Chuck in the chat. And they can find me over at uh, Instagram and Twitter, at uh, Figments Reality. I forget Twitter even exists. I I read tweets, but I forget that I can actually tweet myself. So you really really want to get in contact with me. Instagram is my jam. So... With that said, Chuck, where can they find the Mickey dudes? Are you asking me because you don't know? No, I just figured that it would okay. just be more of a nice... Uh, that, that's fair, then. You can find back them. And forth. Well, I'm going to try to tell them. Then right. go. Okay. 
All right, you could find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes. You could find us on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast, and you could find us on the Twitter machine at the Mickey Dudes. Thank you all for joining us this week, and we will see you all next week. Exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.